are Brown Girl Chronicles. BGC is our digital safe space to rant, explore, and inspire Black millennials everywhere. We discuss the latest in news, music, and pop culture while exploring wellness, beauty, and self-care from the Black millennial perspective. And now, let's get to the show. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Brown Girl Chronicles. We're here today, and we're happy to be back with you all. Yes, yes we are. Yes, we are. All right. So, it's in the summer. How do you guys feel how the summer went? It's speeding by on a fucking bullet. I'm telling you right now. Like, <laughs> I feel like we're already in December. Like, <laughs> 2019. Oh, my God. I've seen... Like already the decorations since like mid August, and I don't know how I felt about that already. No. We can't sneak a pumpkin in first before we do Boy, all of that. Like we already frosty the snowman. You Are you guys like pumpkins? pumpkins? No. Across the street from my job, I'm sitting here walking. They're already building the those little Halloween stores. You know them little oh, pop up wow. shops that yes. come up everywhere. Jesus, not even, well, yeah, it is September, but it was like you know August a few days ago when I seen it. <laughs> but the point of the story is still, you know. Okay. Well, are you guys like pumpkin spice people? No. No. I really. yeah. You know how I feel about pumpkin spice. I do like cinnamon, though. I've always been more of a vanilla chai. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what I <laughs> The softer fall, you know, beverages or, I don't even beverages, flavors, I guess. Mm. But <laughs> we went on the tangent, guys, a little bit. <laughs> but anyway, since this is the end of summer, we kind of just want to have a good wrap up with you guys and just discuss, you know, our... Some of the summer yeah. highlights and some of the things that's been going on recently. Right. Because it's been a good one. So I know we've all, you know, went to, you know, traveled and... Yeah, we went to Toronto. So yes. how'd you guys like it? Toronto? Well, let me say this. Canada? Mm, Canada oh, was, Canada. I was convinced. <laughs> a, I was Canadian. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a done deal. Hey. I said, you ready to cross the border? I am ready to cross the border. All the wonderful, wonderful travels above north. The one thing I noticed is as soon as we got there, we kind of got there like mid like work week for these people. So we're just coming in. We're like lit. But Yeah, it wasn't too much, too much going on. But no, everybody was really calm going to work, and they looked like they were just eating their kale salads, and they were happy. Wasn't really and, that's the, and that's the first thing I noticed. These people look extraordinarily happy and well. I'm sorry, a really big thing that stood out to me being in Toronto, I said there was a police presence, but it wasn't an overbearing police presence. Right. And I felt like I didn't see them like hurrah I'm not saying it's not happening I'm just saying that mm-hmm. it's something that I didn't feel like how we usually get our overwhelming presence in the mm-hmm. community where it's like these abrasive police officers right yeah like the races the um they're very diverse is what something that I noticed I don't know if you guys paid attention oh yeah the to cultural it, like, diversity was amazing yeah it really was something that you don't see up here up um here in New York City you know it's just really all well well no I can say that we live in a metropolitan yeah. and I was like in terms of cultural diversity throughout our city we're one of the best places in this world we're a melting pot right but just to bring it back to like over policing because you know with black events typically because we did go for Carabana so that's a you know West Indian primarily you know black pretty much event so typically in America even 
advantages in you know in general we are over police and that has happened on like you know Miami Beach week I know you um have went to South what is it South Carolina oh yeah when I went to um, Myrtle Beach for Black Bikers week and right. it had a heavy police presence and I and I felt like a very like cautionary one at that like the way that everything was roped off and being responded to like mm-hmm. so yeah it was just a different experience but I did notice when we were there when the crowd kind of left <laughs> I don't know the police just was hiding out they were on King Street heavy when we went um you know just out bar hopping and um one I remember just passing by he was a little shook I guess just mm-hmm. um, out of black folks because it was like a club it, it was packed I think A Boogie was there but yeah um, that was when A Boogie was out there and I heard just passing by one of them was like oh what are they moving for? I was like, okay, sir, don't get bucked. And he like cocked on his gun a little bit. That's but crazy. the rest, but the rest of everyone was so like calm, and they did not react or pay that man really much mind. They kind of just was like they're like chilling, <laughs> like no, there's no reason to react here. And one, remember, we saw that lady get bucked with the driver because it was some guy that was obnoxiously honking. And we're in New York, so that pretty much is an everyday occurrence. Yeah, you'll just walk out your house and you see somebody doing some fuck shit when it comes to the road so when that lady just like literally sped up to him and just spoke to him in his little window and was like all of that is really unnecessary (laughs) that's what you go get in buck (laughs) she was just like she was so pleasant but she got him together she got yeah she did like you don't have to honk turn it down a notch and yet travel about your day right it was (laughs) I was like, oh, that was a less obnoxious, overbearing right. way. Yes, to police people. <laughs> yes, to police people. But I also noticed uh, when we got out there immediately because of your vegan journey that they have a lot of vegetarian food options just readily available. And even we was at the club and they was like, go vegan, go vegan. Yes. <laughs> While, you know, like I said, we sitting there fabulous performing, all these different right. artists. And I was like, that was so appreciated. I was like... Just a, it's like a way just to send the message and put it out there because I know a lot of people have questions and curiosities about like the lifestyle and what it means to go vegan and how restrictive is it? Is it that restrictive as it seems? Like mm-hmm. there's a lot of questions that kick in and going out to Toronto was so dope because I felt like I got a chance to travel and have options. And I was like, and that's something that I've seen a lot of people on like vegan bloggers talk about and mm-hmm. how when they're traveling different places how they like pack different things with them and trust me I looked into all of that I was like I'm gonna have my own little breath my own little things I'm gonna have right yeah and take it with me and yeah. um it was really dope to go out there and I have to stress that and know that I can like sit and really enjoy for meals of my friends and the nature that I like to have my meals right. yeah it was like options on the food truck options on Uber Eats um, Even like the different varieties and like the different places that we went, like um, for instance Harlem Underground, they had. I see you were basically able to eat because you know I'm just the meat eater, so I had everything that was like chicken filled and greasy. You're my favorite carnivore. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, I, I dither and dabble now. I'm by when it comes to <laughs> the vegan and the, and the meat and the poultry and the seafoods. So <laughs> I have both, <laughs> but no. Harlem Underground was really nice, and we also were able to see the live band while yeah, we were there. Yeah, the live band was definitely dope. And even the scenery, the um, the, the decorations, I should say, on the inside, the um, what the menu was on, the was on a record, right? Yeah, yeah. on a record. Yeah. And then we got to hear like a nice little jazz band kick off yeah. the set, and it, 
and it was just a real chill environment. But I thought what was so dope about Harlem Underground is like just how I learned about the place. I was like, what are the odds? Like I was sitting in Mac and I'm shopping for makeup and shit. And I run into this girl who basically tells me, she's like, I'm from Canada and like mm-hmm. one of the dope spots you should check out. And I had a whole conversation with her. I was like, oh, I'm vegan or something. She's like, they got something for everybody. Like, they got you, sis. <laughs> and yes. she was like, it's a nice, like, she's like, Afro-Caribbean vibe. Yeah. Get a mixture of just, just like soul food and your traditional Caribbean. I was mm-hmm. like, you know, and they do have a few dishes out here. Like, um, Ramsey, what did you have? Um, let me see. Yeah, we just the chicken and waffles. Um, I did have the chicken and waffles. Also, didn't we like split the cornbread? The cornbread, um, you know, it was a little spicy. It was different. It gave me Hush Puppy Festival. I, Festival, yeah. I like both like, of those. So I like my grandmama's. Yeah, with the corn. And I was like, and I was like, and that's how I like to make my vegan cornbread. And I believe I had the southern fried chicken. And it was nice. It felt like it was a little tangy, but a little sweet in there. And I believe I had the mac and cheese along with it. I had the plantains with my chicken and waffle. Oh, I had the vegetable roti. And that was off the hook. Yeah, your your food smelled hella good. But yes, it was a nice place, nice atmosphere. Again, that was on King Street as well. So we had a good time. We also partaken, you know. What was the turn-up event of Toronto? Uh, Hands down for me, it was Juve. It's like, I believe it was uh, for everybody. Juve. Juve. <laughs> Everything gave me life. So, like, you know, he partied till he broke down. Oh, man. So, I happened to hurt myself just jumping up and down, whining, just joking all over the place. It was oil... Water, mud. When the water hose came out, I was like, oh, a lot of colors. A lot of respect. All of the broken up people. Things and stuff. (laughs) Um, What did they do? Um, They broke up the fence. First of all, the man told him not to like three times. He said, please, he did. Let's talk about how, like, even as this kept going, like, they did fireworks at the end. (laughs) This shit was a bashment times. Like, like, it was crazy. It was so much fun. And it's crazy because we've been to Juve in our home of New York. Yes, and it's the same time time this year. Yeah. Now, because of past, you know, transgressions from other folks that bring it upon the public. Yeah. They have to, you know... Lock down a little bit more than usual. And it starts at 6 a.m. It's truly a night fest. And it's truly something that is just like you party and you go hard. That's why Brandon Brooke is... (laughs) (laughs) No, for real. You like party, you go hard, you get messy, you get... And you have a good time. And I think that that was the the one... people and the music. That was like the one juve where I'm like, I did not have to feel threatened. (laughs) I didn't have to run. I didn't have to, like, you know, because we've always been behind the Trinity, uh, <laughs> like the Trinity camps. We yes. always get behind the Trinity camps and have a good time. Already got the oil. But <laughs> it was definitely fun to do it amongst, like, it was mad people. Yeah. And it was crazy. It was a sea of people. I don't know. It was a sea it was of people. Moments I was like, it's about to be like a mosh. No, when we were Okay, there was a hill. And pretty much that's where, like, the stage was kind of, like, on the side of us at that point when you went up the hill. And 
They broke the fence down, like fully yeah. broke it down. You saw all the rules. All the people. It looked like three hundred, like was coming uh, at you. I mean, <laughs> you know, right? right? Basically, because they have damn their weapons and shit. Like. <laughs> oh yeah, you see. Cats I didn't have enough time to sit around and watch that. My ass was running up the other way. I'm like, ah, oh, shit, we got roof. <laughs> oh my god, it was crazy. It was. It and like was. you running uphill, and they got the water hoses out and shit. Oh. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, it was it was crazy, right? But it was fun. It was a good time. It was an experience. It was definitely, definitely. an experience. A good experience. I Caribbean teens, y'all it, do it well out there yes. in Toronto. All, all international um, caravanas, all forever. Yeah, I was like, definitely, it's something I want to do a little check out on. Because yeah, they have them everywhere. Like I know Barbados. They um, like you said, um, Trinidad I, does it. Yeah, all over the place they do it. I was like, another one is the parade. Yeah, the parade was such a turn up too. It was so much fun. Now we turned up so much at Juve where I didn't make it. Well, yeah, it was unfortunate. Really, it was for your best interest and your longevity. I know. (laughs) We had you sitting up there like little Timmy. Pretty much, but we (laughs) yeah, they took good care of me. (laughs) We should just be the medics (laughs) from now on. Basically, we got on site medics. I had compression socks on deck. Right, because that's what matters. You can vitalize. It was non stop partying. But we were also able to partake in a little bit of the, you know. Herbal essences of the world. Yes, herbal essences. Herbal essences. And they come in a variety of forms that are, you know, Um, edible. I feel like we visited a variety of shops at least four while we were out there. And I was like, yes, Canada. Yes. Yes. For reference, we have Alleviate, where they definitely sold us a variety of sativas. I think one of the best <laughs> things about Alleviate was just to see, like, the young staff that was working right. there. They were really chilling and informed. Yeah, people they, of really color. they were talking about people of color, different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? There was also no judgment. You, right. could, you were able to come in there and do what you needed to do and figure out what was good for you. Right. They let and you see it. Yeah, the um, membership <laughs> process was definitely really easy. And even for we, when going back, it was just basically walk right in there. You know, they remember faces. I can see that, can, you know, so that Mm-hmm. I think what was interesting legality purposes is just um, how they orchestrated the membership forms and a part of their process. It was very professional, right. you know what I'm saying, and exact. And, like, you know, the age that they put it at, 19 years old, I feel like it was a, an informed process. It was a responsible way and a respectable way, I would say, then uh, to choose to consume those products if you so do choose to. Right. Um, I did enjoy the variety of things that were able to be tried out there. Like they had edible rice krispies. We saw we had. Um, I had my Twinkies. Yes, I the had Twinkies. a nice little um, the cereal, cereal bars, cake. Yes, yeah. the cereal bar. Yeah, they had the um, CBD oils and tinctures, which I've been reading a lot about because the CBD helps. You know, is the pretty much the non psychoactive 
um, part of cannabis that could be used for anti-inflammation. It could be used just for, um, you know, just to increase your overall um, decrease in anxiety and, and, and depression. Yeah, different things could be used for those properties. Those are the more healing properties of marijuana. But you do also have the TAC, um, you know, mixture as well if you so do choose to. And you can then mix that in edible products. You can use that even with body products. So it's not all about the consumption mainly being, uh, you know, like a pothead type um, esque thing. You know, you're right. actually able to, you know, consume responsibly and, like I said, I um, think it actually respectfully. Yeah. Debunks the myth of the pothead in general. Mm-hmm. But you see, there were so many different types of people coming to consume and yes. buying purchases that were made for them. You know, what I'm saying a part of their daily kata. Well, you said it was cosmetics or something that they wanted to indulge mm-hmm. in a sweet treat. Because one of my favorite was the lollipops. Like, uh, the lollipops. I have a nice little intro for you. I felt like it was stingy. Really, uh, <laughs> why I gotta be stingy? Because you bought them all up before anybody even get a try. Look, 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 look. There was it, it was limited. limited. It should be. It was a limited supply. Boy. I, I was behind her and I said, wah, wah, wah. Like, I was like, I guess I gotta choose something else here. Twice. <laughs> like, times I'm win. just saying. Because I walked in. Who they only put like two days <laughs> on this show, but it was damn good. <laughs> also, what I appreciated about it was that you were able to um, be more informed about dosage and what you're actually yeah. consuming per, you know, something. So you make sure you're able to again responsibly consume right. these items. Exactly. Um, so even the harp on that, the whole responsibility in smoking marijuana, they definitely have places where you can smoke freely nobody's no judgment no nothing pull up to the bar roll your stuff and that's really just about it what was that um planet paradise yeah even the the, the decor everything inside was definitely dope it was basically like a bar a uh, Mm -hmm. behind the bar stock fully with (laughs) paraphernalia anything yes that you need it was it was so dope that it wasn't just paraphernalia it was also like different candy bars Mm -hmm. different things like that like they had like the high snack and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, I, the, all, all the different bombs and whatnot. Um, remember we did the the volcano, I believe it was called. That was definitely dope. Yeah, that was that was different. Yeah, I felt like after a while I was about to fall off the stool. Um, <laughs> they also have games there, so they were pretty much we was between like two nigga deep car like <laughs> like things. So yeah, if you were they were able to pull up and do that. It's they, a big basement. Like, you were smoking in somebody's auntie's, like, basement. Any girl who's ever known to who loves to play video games oh, and stay me. on the video games. It was like a whole palace where they could come play the games and yeah. smoke their tree. And smoke their tree responsibly and safely. Right. You know where niggas at? He's there. He's in <laughs> paradise. He's right, just he says, there. Right. That's where he is. That's yeah. all of these. That's all because why wouldn't yeah, you want to go there? <laughs> you know what I did appreciate, too, about Toronto? Yeah. Um, I try to, you know, get into the beer culture. Uh, we have a lot of bars here in New York that are cool. Like, um, what is it? Ar- bar Arcade or Arcade Bar? Barcade, yeah. Barcade, thank you. Yeah. Um, it's just different ones that I, you know, have visited along the way are cool, but... They don't really have a good cider selection. Barcade literally is the only place that has, like, my pear cider that I love. What but, do you guys think about Franklin Bar in Brooklyn? Remember? Oh, yeah. That was a nice place. That, that was, was a nice place. Yeah. 
had like a um, remember I just had like a few games, but it was still pretty dope because. We actually had like a good time at the yard house when we went yeah. to and they brewed beverages up in Yonkers. Yeah, we did definitely do have to go back. It was just such a, a vast, vast variety. And, and with a really diverse menu. That was like mm-hmm. one thing that was so good about it. I was like, Brandon was able to get like his bowl of wings and I was able to get my vegan wings there. And I was like, we was able to fuck it up and just have like, yeah. you know. Yeah, but I find it just so hard because I'll try, you know, different bars just so, like to get like a good craft beer or whatnot. Um, but I love cider. And Canada has cider on deck, cider on ice. <laughs> <laughs> what was the I bar that we cider. checked out over on King Street? I believe it was called... Um, I have to look it up here. The Cloak Bar, they had pretty much a binder of different beers where you can just look and they give you like a a description. They tell you where it comes from and just a little bit more information about it. I know. I remember what was dope about my drink was that the bartender whipped that shit up for me. Like, oh yeah, he was like, what do you like? I was like, a little sweet, little sour, little drizz, little (laughs) schmiz. You know, like... (laughs) But yeah, um, that bar definitely, the bartender was really friendly and really attentive to, like like you said, your taste and would even whip something up for you nicely. Right. And he didn't hover his ass back the hell up after he made the drink <laughs> and was like, pay at your leisure, ma'am. <laughs> that was appreciated. Oh, I wish we could have um, checked out Little 42nd Street, um, Dundas Square. Well, we walked through it. Yeah, we was on just, Dundas Square. Uh, yeah, but like inside yeah. somewhere that was there. But I didn't really. I guess I didn't <laughs> see a lot of bars. It gives you a reason to come back. Right. True. Hey, if you like chicken, twenty-four Wait. hour um, Popeyes. <laughs> oh yes, and highly recommended because this is life changing. Chicken. Not chicken. Chicken oh, is. Just, <laughs> he was off about Popeyes. He was like, "Oh yeah, the twenty-four hour Popeyes." <laughs> but no, the, um, I'm about to do a brand endorsement. Bye bye. But no. Shout out to the A and W. The A and W is uh pretty much like the root beer people. They have like a whole like. Franchise. Franchise, right. Well, you know what? That that franchise is actually like kind of popular in, in the region. So it's around. It's not like it's around to get to the A and W. It ain't around me. And it <laughs> needs to be because they introduced me to uh the Beyond Burger. Uh, <laughs> that Beyond <laughs> Burger is a burger. I don't care what nobody say, that's a burger. And it's a treat. It's, it's a snack. It's a meal. It's an enjoyable plant-based burger. And it's also for people, like, if you want to live a plant-based lifestyle, which a lot of people are maneuvering into in terms of mm-hmm. eating things that are organically grown and being a part of food, and they're not made with meat or dairy byproducts. And it's a really enjoyable burger that you could kind of cook to temperature, and you can get creative. And it's, it was just something so dope and accessible and affordable to get your hands on to eat out there. Yes. And the regular burger I had tasted pretty dope. Aftermath wasn't too excited. Oh, you had the bubble guts. Like, <laughs> like I said, the plant the based really well. That's what I said. It was it a healthy digestion. <laughs> but like, coated my palate. It was really good. <laughs> it was amazing. Tasted <laughs> good. <laughs> To the point where I feel like somebody at the Sheridan took uh, like, took the burger order that, that we tried to make the last night that we were there. Because um, it was that good. 
Just a dope part, like I said, about traveling. It was like um, this summer I got to go out to Texas, and that was pretty dope. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Dallas, Texas before. Yes. Best part was just coming off the plane, and it was hot, but I felt like it was doable. I know people tell you kind of out in like desert area, and it's almost uh-huh. like stifling. I felt like I was soaking that shit up like melanin rays, <laughs> exhort, vibranium, vibranium. <laughs> it felt so good out there. And, um, and one of the dope spots, you know, you hear people talk about Texas or just being over in the West Coast on mm-hmm. that side. And I was like feeling I was Southwest tacos. Yes. And I love tacos. Tacos. I love tacos. Do you have the corn tortilla? Corn tortilla, yes. <laughs> and you had the streetcar tacos. Uh-huh. But the first spot we pulled up to was this spot called Velvet Taco, which is like a little cute little taco spot with the mm-hmm. in and outdoors that you can kind of chill at. And they made so many different fancy type of tacos. Like, I didn't have it, but my friend did. He had the shrimp and grits taco. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, y'all better do the damn thing. Right. Well, like, that I sounds got interesting. That's kind of toy, too. And I was like, and I had the falafel taco, which mm-hmm. was sweet and spicy, too. And it was in a nice lettuce wrap with the like version of tzatziki uh-huh. with the cucumber sauce. So, you know. Oh, that sounds fresh. It was really good. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and just... Like, traveling around out there, like, you know, you heard J. Cole, shout out to Oak Cliff, and he took me mm-hmm. around that area and to oh. see different things, too. So, it was a really enjoyable trip, especially, I felt like I was on, like, a, a drink tour recently, because, like, <laughs> Dallas. I was like, if you say a drink, I'll be on a big story. Yes, Poppy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go to Reunion Tower, which was so dope, and, mm-hmm. like, the viewpoint, like, where Jake's shot views. That whole angle in the city is amazing. You can see all across both sides. And the infrastructure in Dallas, like, the architecture is beautiful. It has, like, this old Renaissance kind of feel to it. But, like, the Victorian accents are just, like, amazing. Because mm-hmm. even, the, like, the Victorian architecture that was kind of used where Kennedy was assassinated. It was just, like, an interesting, you know, place to see, especially the viewpoint from the Reunion Tower. You're able to zoom down on different things, like, in the landscape. They have interactive screens. So you saw um, like the actual angle where Yes, you can like they, they will show you on a map like this is where it is and how you mm-hmm. can adjust your microscope to kinda angle in. Oh, yeah. And you can also like span things by viewpoint on um these like touch screens. Wow. And you also see where um the street where Erica Badu stripped naked oh, <laughs> and window seat. Like it's <laughs> Yeah, Erica Badu. That's gonna we're gonna say that for another story. Right, yeah. We're gonna get around to that. Texas. Yeah. <laughs> But no, um, this summer has been cool. I was able to do a lot of outdoor activities, just got out walking more, just enjoying the sun. I felt just called to be out and just enjoy the nature. Also, like was just um, able to have some time to get back to stuff that I like to do um, in general, um, which is just making products and making different bath products um, just because I, I don't know, I felt inspired to do so. Um, I had bath salts that I created and just different um, things that I was able to whip up. I used a lot of like herbs, like like fresh lavender. Um, I dried my own flowers that I was able to pick from outside, um, from the rose bushes, um, and just crumble them up. And I used them in different, you know, products along with like rose hip oil and along with, um, you know, just different oils and essential oils that I buy. 
Um, so that was fun. That was something I'd never tried to do before. Um, just mixing in, you know, some more elements of, you know, the earth as well as, you know, into our, you know, everyday atmosphere. And I love the water too. And I'll take a bath. Just really focusing on wellness has been like a big thing that I've just been, you know, kind of getting into this summer and carrying it into the winter because typically you get to, you know, you inside and get a little bit less active. Some people that when a depression comes in. Yeah, that seasonal affect yeah. depression. You got to be aware of that. So it's like trying to get a just head start on my wellness so I can, you know, carry that into, you know, this new year that's about to come up. You know, just getting a head start on it but, you know, all together in the, in the summertime inspired me to do so. Yeah, you know, I can say the same. I love being outdoors and something that's really enjoyable for me in the summertime is going for walks. Mm-hmm. And I think we got a good chance to experience yeah. that. We did our own little 10K of a walk like when on, we went out there. On a sculpturing day. <laughs> I was like, I took my friends on a special mission. It was okay? I had them out there like Dora and Diego it? with their backpacks. <laughs> it was like a good five miles we walked in total. Not even like realizing we walked that that much of a distance. Yeah. In our own neighborhood at that. And that's right. true. And when you get a chance to be outdoors and do something like that, you don't realize it. And that's why it's important to get out there every day. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to push the, like, you know, recommend the 10,000, but, <laughs> like, it, it's just a fun way to be outdoors. Like I said, soak up some sun, you know, put in a little sweat power. You know, you was out there blasting the music. We was up there uh-huh. turn. We ain't going to hold y'all. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, just got to make it fun in your own way. Right. Or just, you know, I feel like overall what you can do is I feel like we spend a lot of time in structures like indoors inside isolated and it's fine to put your phone away Mm -hmm. focus on another activity and just have some time to yourself look at the trees that's what vitamin E (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) save up the sunlight you know we black so the sunlight appreciates us so you know get some of that in our skin I love a good tan, so it was all able to be achieved this summer. But definitely, you know, another outdoor activity that people do during the summer was concerts. Yes, so this was a good summer for concerts, and I Mm -hmm. felt like it was a nostalgic summer for concerts because I got to see artists that I feel like I grew up on since we were kids. Mm -hmm. And in true 90s baby fashion, like, it was so crazy going to Vegan Soul Fest out in Baltimore City, Maryland, like my second home. And I have to go be more. Oh, hey, Baltimore. Hey, Baltimore. Hey, Baltimore. Hey, Baltimore. <laughs> what? So, you know, um, Maya's a vegan, and Maya performed at the Vegan Soul Fest, and I was like, I don't know about y'all, but one of my first cassettes when I was a little kid was Maya. I love Maya. Maya. And let me tell you, Maya's a bad bitch yeah. because yeah, she looks her. just like Maya. She do. <laughs> no work she done, do. Maya. Yeah. <laughs> Eating them greens, Maya. Maya. <laughs> From the DMV out there doing the damn thing. Okay. Yeah, like, Maya and um, Brianna Lawson, they got like the same gene going yeah. on, but they don't age. Where it's just like y'all the same age, but anyway, yeah, I saw it on um, y'all Snapchat, um, dripping melanie, and it definitely was lit. Like it looks so much fun. You guys got to try out so many um different foods. Oh, so many different food vendors, and you know the vibe was so cool. Like the people, it was really a community. Everybody was trying to connect, get to know one another. 
like one of the best things that I got to see was a company called Soltress and mm-hmm. that was about different head wraps and jewelry and one of the coolest things that this girl did like shout out to her mm-hmm. um I said not only was it the head wraps it was like some different fashion accessories bags like she did comic books that she was handing out to the kids that oh. was about nutrition and eating well and in, in the turned comics into superheroes, black superheroes eating mm-hmm. well. And it was given out to all of their children. And I was like, you're oh. dope, sis. <laughs> you're dope, sis. We were just like, vibes? Vibes? Right? And, you know, I was like, and then I read this, like I said, this vegan artist, which was very interesting. It was an interesting concept because that's how he introduced himself mm-hmm. and called Still Dripping. And it was really dope because we were just talking about, like, what it was like, his different travels and being a part of the lifestyle and having a more conscious view on how he's been living his life mm-hmm. and, like, how impactful he felt it was. And Maya gave her own spiel on that, too. Like, she took us back and she was like, yo, I may be getting... Oh wow now and she has her own promotion. You said you follow her? Yeah. And she do she be she be she be speaking her stuff. Like <laughs> Maya's knowledgeable, like for real, for real. And she just talked about what it meant to her and being mm-hmm. out there. And it was like the fifth annual, so I'll definitely back to see that, yeah. to see who they have come out there. All that beautiful melanin, people mm-hmm. just being out there and informed. Like, oh, like, speaking of sweet treats, like, if you like, there was different companies, like, um, it's called Scotty Cakes. What did they have? Shout out to the maker of Scotty Cakes. <laughs> she had all types of, like, hand breads, kind of, like, it, it, it was everything, cookies, chocolate layer cakes, like, mm-hmm. it was a sweet potato pie that had, like, a coconut or, like, a prune topping. It was just, sis was on a line. And it was <laughs> her good. and her aunt, and we were having a conversation. She's another HBCU graduate. Oh, yeah. In the company. Good. And she was like, yeah, I got my kids in HBCUs. And I was like, mm. I support you, sit. <laughs> okay. Right. And it tastes so good. And I had like these, it's called like zucchini cakes. Mm. And it was sweet. It was blueberry zucchini cakes. And mm. it had a nice, sweet, like muffiny kind of taste. Yeah. And it was also infused with like coconut oil and base with like vegan chocolate chips. Yeah, I've seen something like that on um, Pinterest. Because, yeah, you could whip a zucchini up. Like, apparently. I didn't know it can really convert into, like, a sweet treat. But, obviously, it can. And I appreciate that. That's another thing that I've been able to get to over this summer was um, I was inspired by you and your sis. And definitely just wanted to, you know, have more um, things. Just be mindful of what I was eating and um, more things in moderation. Um, Just been able to explore uh, dairy-free you know, lifestyle as well as a meat-free lifestyle. But I kind of mix it up. I allow myself to have um, meat if I would like to or seafood if I would like to on the weekends and just maintain that throughout the week. And it's been going well. I know speaking as our meat eater, bro, our mm-hmm. our rock star diet, hard ribs and the, <laughs> the I'm lame. Like I noticed that you've been making a lot of healthier choices too when it I comes to trying, your yes. leanness with your cuts of meat. Yes, I've been trying to go for more of the grass fed, more better raised and brought up of the meats. Um mm-hmm. as for the eggs, I guess I have a little thought process that I guess it's a little bit different. I guess it, it would taste different, the brown eggs or and what are those? Are those um the cage free eggs? The cage free, okay, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, oh <laughs> it's just the same I guess I didn't really Yeah, they're fine. They're literally just brown outside. Like us. 
Like <laughs> <laughs> little brown eggs. We little brown eggs just in a in a white room. <laughs> no, no, I just think like um for me eating healthy is like I know it's a big step. I I would say something that I've always I would say I've wanted to do because everybody in my household we've always ate very down south southern West Indian hearty. Me too. We are black ass people. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pull this term from Joe Scott, black ass. We are black <laughs> ass people. Okay. And we grew up on them foods that stick to your ribs, <laughs> sing to your heart. Okay. Uh-huh. And it's a lot of that. So when you get older and you learn, just like I tell people, we always make the joke about soul food and different shit, which you just like learn different things. Of- you 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 start to change your relationship with food and what you choose to put in your body and you can always have those special meals. I guess something that I do notice when you guys speak about your, you know, different vegan meals is that it seems to still be flavorful. That's something oh, yeah. I'm still As long as you got um garlic powder and onion powder and a little bit of smoked paprika, you can make I it work. Just said we are black ass. <laughs> we are always gonna season that food. I don't have to have a neck to season the greens. Okay. Liquid smoke is vegan. <laughs> <laughs> like I make it, I get it popping. My peppers, my paprikas, my garlic, okay, my onions. I don't play with my peppers. Even I a little bit of mustard seed. Like, <laughs> but no, actually thinking about that, um, there's an episode. I mean. Well, there is an episode of this show. It's on HBO, and it's called um, Random Acts of Flyness. And the show visually, like, check out all the episodes. They It's ongoing. It comes on on Fridays. Um, I just check it out on HBO's app. Uh, but pretty much, there's a segment in the show in one of the episodes. I believe it's the third episode. And they pretty much have, like, a picnic um, it's a family picnic and it's beautifully shot because it's in like the most vibrant colors. It's kind of reminiscent of like Busta Rhymes and Hype Williams, how they used to invert the cameras, make things look a little bit larger so it could be more exaggerated. But it has like a list of just colorful, beautiful black women coming in with the foil pants. We know what's in them foil pants at a barbecue. They unveiling the mac and cheese. They like, oh, look at the mac and cheese. They unveiling the collard greens. Like, oh, look at the collard greens. Then there's one one black woman that comes in with a plate, a, a beautiful, bountiful plate of vegetables and wiggles it in between the uh, foil pans. And everybody looked at her with disdain. It was just like, <laughs> and pretty much the whole scene just alluded to You'll see how, if you watch the whole episode, how it clues into just how we were talking about health on all aspects. But just in our community, as as we're starting to put this on the plate <laughs> or put this, you know, these things into practice, how it's still going to be a battle because of what we've grew, grown up with. So what's so dope about that is it's called Random Acts of Flyness, yes. right? And what's so cool is they actually did a little premiere for us um, at Afropunk. And yes. it was, like, really, really dope. Like, I had personally never heard of the show. And they just did a little segue um, 
HBO, you know, they always feature something dope. Like right. last year we went to Afro Punk. And they did She Gotta Have It. By Spike Lee. And that was super dope to catch, you know, that little trailer. Mm-hmm. So they did the same thing from Random Acts of Flyness. And they were just promoting the show saying, go take your time it's a out. Dope show. And it go really watch is. it. And it was a great place to premiere it because, you know, you had a lot of beautiful melanin filled people out there yes. enjoying the grass and the sun and all of the wonderful things that we love to indulge in that's all about us mm-hmm. now, and catching our vibes I've been to Afropunk years three years prior but this year they was not playing with me and my procrastination they said goodbye bitch <laughs> I was like you didn't come you you know what it is you uh-huh. saw the lineup <laughs> yeah. but yes I'm happy that you guys went and enjoyed we went last year of course yes but definitely I haven't been yet you gotta uh, go I know it's so worth year. it I'm going to say the way that we came out in numbers, I need those same people to come out when it's time to vote to get this man out of office. Because when you say sold out, wrapped around Commodore Barry Park, like Mm -hmm. three lines over. And it's like beautiful black people. Beautiful (laughs) black people dressed in a variety with all that melanin. (laughs) Turn it up. It was was so good. And you know why you online, you always got the people with the kicks and the giggles. I was like, you had the professional nutcracker like vendors. They had the labels. Shout out to you, brother. No, 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 no. He was prepared. Everybody was prepared. He came with the <laughs> treats. If you needed the treats before you even got into coffee, you, you got the treats. Drifted on a memory. You were standing <laughs> on the way. But it was like, it was so dope. I was like, you know, when I got inside, I was like, some of the main things I checked out. I was like, Pusha T had a crazy turnout. And you know how that was. Was it shady? If. But no, it was real peaceful. Okay. Nobody was trying to be on they no no hater shade. Oh. You know what I'm saying? But it was a, it was definitely a good performance. Like mm-hmm. it was so fucking live. I was looking at Chris Rock. I was like some dude next to me pointing him out in front. I'm like, yo, that's Chris Rock over there. <laughs> you, oh, you, so you see him? He Chris Rock playing? Yeah, I was like, you see? Chris Rock. Yeah, I saw <laughs> Issa the last year, and I was like, when I saw him on the pictures, I was like, Queen Issa is there. Oh. <laughs> Like, so you see so many people. I saw Felix last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, you have your little subs that come out there and yeah. enjoy the vibes as well. I was able to eat some good stuff out there, too. They had a little vegan smokehouse. Mm-hmm. My little vegan bean chili cheese fries was on deck. <laughs> but, um, you know, I was talking to you guys about this, and I was, like, just having a chance to go and see really dope, nostalgic artists. Mm-hmm. I was like, I got to see fucking Erica Badu. Like, yes. yeah. Love Erica. Uh, Erica yeah. Live is a whole fucking experience in its own self. And I was like, just dated back to music that my mom used to play in the car when mm-hmm. we travel. It was so dope to see, and it's still set home in a place where I was like, she just makes a beautiful work of it's like, still music. Relevant. Yeah, mm-hmm. so relevant. Mm-hmm. Erica is, she's, I feel like Erica. Love the music, I love her, but she is like a contrarian at heart. But no, it was a interview that she had <laughs> where she pretty much was doing some some contrary ass bullshit. But Erica, when it comes to the music, one on one, I see you here and there. She's a kind soul. She's a very giving soul, I would say. <laughs> I would say one of the dope things, like I felt like she said, so speaking of Baduism, which is one of my favorite mm. Erica Badu albums. I think it's a lot of people's favorite Erica Badu album. She wrote that in 97, and she said that's when she was about to have her baby seven, which is Aww. so cute. And um, 
he she was like he's 21 basically now erica mm-hmm. told us her age she was like she's 47 i was like yes do it sis. <laughs> you better do, do, do it sis like, yes. right. um you know she was basically saying that she wrote that album and envisioning like the 90s babies growing up and being more conscious people being more about loving everyone and loving yourself mm-hmm. and giving yourself time to heal and working together and building community and she said that she was waiting for us to get older and see our purpose and live our potential and enjoy life yeah, and know it's going to be okay. Yeah, because thinking about it, I'm like in 97, the only two people that was, um, you know, doing that was her and Lauren, right. but that was about it. Uh-oh. So and it I, wasn't for the people now. It couldn't have been for them. And I feel like these are <laughs> real women who, you know, they said they, they admitted they told their story and they had their situations. Uh-huh. Like, Miss Badu got into the fact that she was like, yo, you know, I got four kids by four different baby daddies and she and she said like it's life mm-hmm. it happens you pull yourself and you push and you keep doing what you got to do right she was just coming from a perspective as a woman, a woman as a right. real person talking right. to people like we all go through shit life is about its challenges and its changes mm-hmm. and there's always like a story and a lesson in these things that we're intended to learn and i thought it was so cool she put it out there as she, you know, and being outside, outdoors, getting to enjoy it, catch a vibe, put one up. <laughs> it was real dope. Yeah, definitely. I know um, I saw on Instagram that um, Janelle Monet joined her. When, oh, oh my gosh. And those two are dynamic when, together. It was like, sis. They had a moment that was just like, Literally, where she had Janelle Monet singing her song, and Janelle was tearing it up. Like, mm-hmm. it was real respect and real love, and it was so beautiful yeah. to see mm-hmm. two women collectively tearing it down vocally. Yeah, really killing it on the stage. Um, this past this past weekend was Made in America Fest out in Philly. Um, I actually was able to stream it um, on title, so that was definitely dope. Janelle Monet was definitely there, and I mean, her performance game is just definitely, like, through the roof. A nice little female prince, as you guys like to say. Yes, purple um, rain. <laughs> yes. Her performance of, that's my, what is it, Queen. Yes, that's the song with Erica. So yeah. Erica wasn't there, so she definitely killed, just killed Erica's part. She bodied it. It was, it was good. It was dope. I think Janelle Monet is an amazing performer, especially of this time. Right? Yeah. And visually, she does so many awesome so things. Much different, like, yeah, especially when it comes to her wardrobe, too. Yes. I love how versatile she that is. That black, white hair, yeah. red. You better do it, sis. Her style um, is definitely very unique. Rocking out white like Lisa Ray. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. No, I was just going to say patterns and all. Like, you know, like, yes. this past, I guess, album and maybe even like the last one. I can't say I really listened and got into her, but like most of the songs that I have, they're very true to, true to who she is. Yeah. It's definitely something that I definitely um, appreciate from her as well as... I don't want to call it the pussy song, but <laughs> no, that's the other song. The way you make me feel, yeah. But um, yeah, the song where she's engulfed in a vulva. <laughs> well, Tessa well, like Thompson, the vagina is. monologue or something. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Computer is a great Dirty project. Computer, yeah, that is um, and I still have to watch the visual attachment to it, but right. and finish it. But she's dynamic as a performer, like definitely. A great performer. Yeah, it was definitely a joy getting a chance to go out and see her. I can go to another show first. Yeah, mm-hmm. I definitely would like to see Erica in concert sometime soon. I think that'll 
I just think it'll be dope. Yes, we can always go back and see Miss Badu. I said, let me tell you something. I was watching a little video that um, Jill Scott had put out about the On the Run tour. <sighs> and she was just That's like, why I was like, that's where I fucked up. Yeah, that's too. Ooh, that's I, I told you about this. The Beyonce fun that we have to have ready. You got to stay ready to get everybody <laughs> knows. Get ready. I know. Right. I know. About the Beyonce fun. Okay. My procrastination, <laughs> again, gets the best of me. And I love Jay-Z. I'm going to start from today. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I, I was like, I can listen to Jay, but I can I, take it or leave it. I was there for Yonsei. No, it's not taking or leave it. Jay-Z. I feel like the dynamic duo <laughs> would like, really bring the house down. Like, No. Yes. And black love. You know if everybody yeah, was getting hype. And how dare somebody try to come up on that stage? And rush the queens. Right? No, what got me, what got me was I that Julius... Like, Julius came and scooped Beyonce off that stage. Oh, Jay Z was left to fend for himself. <laughs> I was like, they all know where their loyalty lies. Like that. But I feel like we need to get her. The little dance crew didn't like jump as fast as I thought. They no, they were. did. They really? swarmed in like little background. I felt like my like, was already like in their back there by the time like. Let's just say Jay Z got caught up in the scuffle. <laughs> nothing <laughs> happened to Beyonce. Just like how in the elevator, nothing got touched on Beyonce. Like <laughs> black goons. But she had like Beyonce got goons. <laughs> I'm dead. You know the meme of um Jay Z like what it says when the oil popped. That was him in a confrontation. Like. <laughs> <laughs> such an old nigga and y'all be getting him riding on bikes laughing living his best living life living his best life ain't going back and forth with you he doing trips he, like Michelle and Brian. Brian. they out here like oh, let's dope. go parasailing we're he gonna get to into, that guy I'm so sorry but he turned into Beyonce when shit started happening like when um, when this girl started kicking him like he just got mad quiet and just like stood there type shit it's supposed to be oh. a singer you know like but it didn't sing oh Solange. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the, the whole Solange like, oh, thing. Solange. Yeah. Right. The whole thing. We remember. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I definitely think that On the Run looked so lit. All, all of you people putting it on social media at the right. same time at each and every stop. But one thing I did. <laughs> the, the costuming. Yo, she bodies. That's what I was saying. When Jill Scott spoke the about the On the Run tour, she, she was, was in like, tears. She was in tears. Tears. She was like, I said, yet again, so black ass. Like, Do that shit. Do that shit. Do that. She was like, just the stage production. Yes. Lighting. Costuming. It was just beautiful. Oh, I'm telling you, I, 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 told you, I get a little emotional, emotional every time I talk about this. When I saw Beyonce for the Lemonade Tour, oh, I was like, you know, always like some Beyonce. Me and B was cool. Uh-huh. But um, I, I was like, literally, just pro- her performance quality, it was one of the best concerts I can say I ever mm-hmm. been to. And it, it, the, dan- the dancing yeah. Like, yeah. and the visuals. Like, with Jules got, she was like, I can't. I was up there. I didn't know what to do. <laughs> I was like, sis, I felt that whole moment. Like a whole one, I teared up. Me myself, I'm sorry. I was like, that wasn't even my jam like that. that. Was my oh, she, that was my she sung that with everything in her. I was like, who said bitch? Like, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. You was like, even her very best friend. <laughs> like, okay. 
If I was like, you know what? Definitely, I was like, Beyonce has me. I would definitely invest in going to another Beyonce show. Yeah. See, the reason why I'm not, you know, I didn't want to just do it right now, even though the ticket is gonna be a thousand dollars by the time I do it. Is because I know them niggas is gonna be like doing this forever. These niggas gonna be like peaches and fucking herb. Like they gonna be doing <laughs> concerts, selling out arenas for a long time together. Because they have a great collection of music that mm-hmm. can now be considered more so timeless. Like yeah, it's a little staple in hip hop, yeah. a staple in R and B. And they can just keep pushing it. Like I say, yeah. eventually it's gonna be the Vegas review show that we gonna end up Basically. catching. Which oh like, shit! I'll be there. It'll be like the Jacksons. They gonna have the kids out there. Twins gonna be up there and turn it up. Blue Ivy gonna be introducing <laughs> niggas. Be like, <laughs> that's like when um, Master P tried to put Little Romeo and all of them together and try to. This is new, no limit, the new edition. <laughs> I want to get old and see the Dream Girls play version of Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce Dream Girls. Oh no! Yo. No wait, you want to do it? You want Jay Z to be Curtis? The nose. Yeah, no, I'm getting ready, ready for the Carters. The, the Carters. The Carters. We ready for the Bobby Brown story again, right? Uh, yeah. Oh, Bobby. it looked like a lot of coke, uh, a lot of glitter, <laughs> and a lot of bad wigs. <laughs> she is Rick James for shit. I'm just saying. But I don't give a damn. I'm still watching. I'm still watching. It was his prerogative. It was his prerogative. Being say, Bobby yeah. Brown was not always easy. <laughs> Y'all remember like Bobby used to be like pelvic thrusting like. <laughs> I, I, I remember when he had that jaw. On, <laughs> he had that jaw. Nah. I'm just um, this is Zena in a commercial. I see where um he like basically fell. He had a glass in his hand and just boop fell on the ground. I'm like yeah. yo. <laughs> Bobby is trying to pull it together. Hopefully, this money keep him off the bottle and okay. Good. Well, last time I heard Bobby was seeing Whitney in his nightmares. So I don't have time. Like, oh, what you talking about? Oh, Bobby! I, said, I don't got time for Bobby. Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, Bobby. She's she still going. Bobby, 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 I love you, Bobby. Now, speaking of that, the Queen uh. of Soul, Miss Aretha Franklin. Yes, has been laid to rest. Finally, <laughs> has been laid to rest. Lord, okay, because okay. <laughs> that was what we can have waited a whole thirty seconds before the shade was thrown. you Negroes <laughs> made that woman change her outfit and rest. Now, granted, Aretha was extra, so I think she loved every moment. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a part of this that Aretha probably left a little chapter of the book. She said, "And when I go." <laughs> This is right. how you're gonna do this. This is how a queen would so last to dress. Okay. Trans like my colors. I was like, we have the evening portion of the event. Okay. This. She's like, make the deltas come through. Legs. Have the deltas come through. Drape me in red. <laughs> Drape me in red pumps. <laughs> pumps. Perch. I'm pumping to heaven. Okay. <laughs> okay. On the highway to heaven. Aretha had everybody there. Barbara. I you know, hurts my soul, but and I feel like it probably hurt Barack too. He was right. like, "Damn, damn, Aretha!" I right. feel like his inner black soul cried <laughs> when he knew that he should have been in that building. But I get it, Barack. You got to maintain relationships. I understand when niggas is at work, you got to do what you got to do. Right. I'll tell you when you have the Clintons and Farrakhan had all the past. You had everybody like she knew someone from every walk of life and the entertainment industry mm-hmm. and. 
politics. Well respected. Well respected. And it teaches you about character. And it was shared through the love of her music. And what your legacy would be like. At the end of the day, there's a lot of people who, you know, who sing songs and wear beautiful gowns to quote the, <laughs> to quote the queen herself. Mm-hmm. But there's only going to be so many people with a legacy. Right. And Aretha showed out. Well, everybody showed out for Aretha. So there was never, well, there would never be any doubt that she was not the queen of this shit. And they said that she would call people just to reach out and talk to them and get them involved. And like, you just get a random call. So it was just like, it's Aretha. Hey. <laughs> they like, what? Right. And she, I remember, I was like, you know, I was listening Aretha? to one of them. And, says, and he was like, Aretha? Who? He was like, Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> He was like, he was like, I don't know, this ain't no reason. You ain't trying to punk me. You trying to play with me. He was like, sing something. And she hit it like, she hit it like Aretha. <laughs> also, um, Aretha definitely had a legacy when it came to fighting for civil rights. Her her legacy also extended into, you know, helping us get along. And just personally, me being a person who, you know, studied, you know, act, look, all the entertainers and I admire these women. I personally just loved Aretha as a performer, and Aretha just had a way of making a song hers. And if it wasn't hers because she written it, and it wasn't hers because she arranged it, like she did all that too. Yes. I still have a rose. Still a rose is a ringtone. I ain't gonna hold y'all. I ain't gonna <laughs> you hold do y'all. not still have. Yes, that. I cannot. Baby girl, when the sisters call, everybody yeah. got. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. All that. No, all that love. No, me all that love. For all the females, like I was like, I got ballots, and I was like, and that's one of the ballots, ladies. <laughs> now me loving just samples because my eyes is hip hop head. Slum Village, Kanye produced it. He sampled "Call Me," and that's one of my faves. And I definitely uh-huh. just uh, how relevant it speaks to how relevant she has been throughout mm-hmm. throughout music throughout um, music. I, I love me some Slum Village. I yeah, like, I did. You still love them. Yeah. You know, else, um, you know, I saw all the people who you know just was speaking all her life. Madonna, you spoke on your life, <laughs> and Aretha just was in it, and that's not how it goes. But anyway, <laughs> long story short, I want to see um, just speaking of concerts, I want to see the Black Girl Rock tribute. Oh, so I Rita. can't wait to now, see that's that. going to be good. Mm-hmm. That yeah, is something I'll... I catch faithfully every oh, yeah. year. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'm an advocate it. of Black Girls Rock. Yes. Love to be a part of Black Girls Rock. Speaking into existence, and I would love to as well. Mm. But definitely, um, I want to see that tribute. But um, just to see so many people come out, really, she was very, um, she was celebrated. Um, we had, you know, we had the moment with Ariana Grande. She's uh, she's she's like natural woman. She and she sung. And she she sung that song. Let's she sings that on Ariana Grande. Right. She could tear a song up. Yeah, she That's can tear Mariah a song. Don't like her ass. <laughs> she <laughs> can sing. Hating hating hoes. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I did not catch it. But the incident at hand was I felt was a bit shady on both parts of walks of lives. And I. Okay. And I say okay. that because of perception. Now, I perceived that he was made... Mm, when you say he, are you referring to the naughty pastor? I'm talking... Or the pastor, they said, was politely just escorting her in close. Mm. I refer to the pastor in whole. I plead the fifth. Ah! Said pastor. That... <laughs> <laughs> 
that yes, his- he may have been a little bit, a little bit. You hear me? A little bit excited. Yes, handsy. It was handsy. On his oh lord. Shit. It, she passed oh, See, I have to catch up on Greeley. Yeah. But no. I Yes, he was handsy, but I don't feel like he meant it in the most harmful of ways. And I'm not taking sides. I'm not. Cause what I'm why I say that is because the whole dress comment, oh, it was too short. It was just very, very uh, dumb and like I feel like should be disregarded like okay let me say this there is a way to dress when you go into yes but she is a millennial like we have to really and she's a performer and they say come as you are okay so she came as she was in a very like momentous situation and where there was a lot of like spirited people in a room Mm. And I understand that she wasn't dressed the most appropriately. So I do hear that. Like, I see in a way where it's like she was, she came, she performed, right. she wanted to give honor. She did that. Okay. I I just want to speak to just before this gets on, just disregarded. But he made a statement. And even though he did the handsy thing, I was like, that's up to, you know, perception and how people want to view that. I felt I would have been uncomfortable. But, um, Frankly, she, she did look yeah. very uncomfortable. But frankly, he made a statement which I felt was like, love her to be uncomfortable even further. He pretty much was like, you know, I didn't know who uh, Ariana Grande was. It was a I thought Taco it was Bell. New, yeah, I thought it was just a new taco on the menu. I'm like, this is not what we need to be doing right now after the warm. She's obviously a performer. Like, like she didn't have to go, hi, I'm Ariana Grande, the performer. I think he kind of just Steve Harvey that shit. Like, and, and that's, but moments. niggas always got to do that. And I'm like, just to do some cheesy ass shit where you grabbing her by the titty. Like, you need to chill. So, I just thought it was just in poor taste. If y'all going to say it's in poor taste for that girl to wear what she wore, it was in poor taste for him to grab her. Like I agree with that. Right. I am on both sides wholeheartedly. And... I do think, like I said, it's not what I would have worn to to a few, but shout out to Funky Dunn. But, but, <laughs> not what I would have worn to the funeral, but she's a performer. She know the cameras is going to be there. She's going to wear her black, and it's but not, be Ariana Grande. The girl is tiny. And it's not yeah. just her. You know, there's always people who dress these celebrities, too. She may not be in charge of everything that she put on. Somebody was like, you're going to wear this black dress. This is where it goes. We're going to do the little hairstyle. Mm-hmm. You know, do the ponytail. What are you doing? And do your thing, Ariana. You know what I'm saying? And sing that song, sis. Mm-hmm. And that's really just what it came down to. Right. And in terms of inappropriateness, like you said, with the pastor, we're in a certain venue where it should have been taken in consideration. Mm-hmm. He never even had to touch her. I understand right. in Christian love, we could give a hug. Right. But once you hug, you could break off. Yeah. And, you know, you got the, you know the church hug where you keep your booty out and it's like pat on the back. Yeah. Kiss on the cheek. And then we good after that. Just separate. Yeah. Or the church handshake on Sunday, we shake the hand and you separate. That's all that was warranted when, after he introduced her, and right. she could have just been there while he spoke. Right. I think it does speak to just the dynamics of how you know the clergy members, the black clergy members. Sometimes you, you, you know you treat women just like objects, and just come down to it. Treat women just like objects, and every woman is not an object. That woman was there to do a job, and she did it. Right. Just like you did to do a job. I don't want to segue, but that's kind of like what everybody's been talking about in the Catholic Church when it comes to the, yeah. the numbers that the came abuse. out 
about the sexual abuse that was going on. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. And I'm not going to throw that man into that category because right. I don't know that man by any means. So I'm not accusing him of anything. But it just speaks to a level of inappropriateness and exposure as to what's going on in the world. And we've touched base on that before. Mm-hmm. But definitely on a, um, another note, let's on a higher note. Fantasia showed out. Fantasia. She did. So did Jennifer Hudson. She showed out. The Clark sisters showed out. If you're going to do a tribute, those are the people Mm -hmm. that you bring to the table. They have a permanent seat at the table. Permanent. Mm If I ever, if I ever do anything, get super, super famous, like just will Fantasia out just a little bit, just to have her bellow out or something. Okay, <laughs> I mean, bring me home to glory if it happens that way. And you know I need, mean, I need Cicely Tyson to be videoed in. Uh, I like with a message. Cicely is she's. We have the vault um, that we want to protect the black celebrities that we have. Right. Um, she's in the vault. Yes. Who are we adding to the vault as of today, people? Who's going? I was mad that I didn't nab Aretha's ass and put her in the vault. Uh, I'm for Shaka. Shaka is in the vault. Was Patty there though? Um, I don't know. They have a history. Patty can be in the vault. They gotta have their own wing to the vault, but they gotta be in. (laughs) Okay. Patty Gladys. 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 Okay. In the vault. We keep it a bit in the vault. Eddie Levert. In the vault. Eddie Levert in the vault. Quincy, I don't know how long. We don't love in the vault. Let me tell you, we lost Barry, Luther, Michael, mm-hmm. Prince, Gerald. Whitney, Whitney, Gerald, Rick, <sighs> Tina. <laughs> We've lost a lot. Ooh, and you know, and as I said, it's like when you really think about it and take note of all these great contributors to the arts. You just like I just we just want to hold them Are we gonna, and put them in the vault. We gonna put Diana in the vault. I want to put Diana in the vault. You know what? I'm putting Diana in the vault. Tina fun. in the vault. Yeah. Not I love Tracy Ellis Ross. She she made a good girl. Who's <laughs> down for the cause? Yeah. Her mama gets to go in the vault. She's in the vault. <laughs> yes. Oh, Tracy. Mama, oh, mama. Oh, did you say Tracy? We gotta put Diana in the vault. The vault has an age limit, you know? Yeah, we can't we can't just be talking people away <laughs> in the vault, all right, man. <laughs> but I do want to protect Tracy in the future. Like yeah. I said, we just gotta Angela gotta start rounding them up. Angela doesn't get put she's in the vault. She's in that stage where her Viola, like they're about to they like vault inductees. <laughs> Pre-sign up for the vault right. you know how, form that says in the future I am a candidate you for the vault. Right. You know how there's like the you know police cadet they have like in high school the yeah. cadets they cadet status right now. You must say like Denzel, 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 his, his cadet status. In the vault. Uh-huh. I was okay. like, what? That would hit me all up in the car. I'm like, Denzel? Like, no, I don't want to think about Denzel going. But you know, you know, like I said, we have so many great, um, beautiful black actresses and songstresses and artists, just entertainers, period, mm-hmm. comedians. Hip hop artists, R and B, we do it all. Black people, we do it all, and it's just really, like, just really, really dope. I just, like I said, if we can keep this going and mm-hmm. expose the generation younger than us and younger than them to all the great things that we were exposed to as kids, mm-hmm. man, they gonna be hype. <laughs> <laughs> but no, since we're just talking about music, this summer has had a lot of music come out. 
Drake's Scorpion came out. Nikki's Queen came out. Travis Scott. Right. Astroworld. Astroworld, yes. We've had a lot. Um, ASAP Rocky had a project. Purity, I believe, um, came out as well. Um, just a lot of projects. What do you guys, you know, say at the end of it, the tail end of it? Some things did come out towards the end, Nikki. Um, so... <laughs> We Eminem. have to, you know, what would you say you're still listening to? What's oh yeah, Tiana Taylor stuff came out. Tiana Taylor stuff came out. But that was Kanye's crazy it, period. Sorry. We're gonna talk about that too. You know, I just feel like in terms of all the projects that have been put out, we got some great music that came out and some stuff that needs a little sprinkle of pepper <sighs> and a little bit of work. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna hold nothing. Yes. Like I was telling y'all, I caught Wendell Williams. Not yes. Wendell. Yes, Wendell. Oh, Wendell, right. Wendell Williams. We're not going to do that to mm-hmm. the, the queen journalist of oh, Shady. Oh, Wendy. Oh, I'm like, who's Wendell? I'm sorry, because it was like <laughs> she came with the tee-hee-hee on Nicki Minaj. And it was right after the VMAs, which a lot of people oh. heard. And you had some great performances and some shit that I felt she- the song quality needed a little work. But um, she was just basically saying, like, Nicki Minaj is approaching the age of 40, and she personally feels like, as an artist, uh, y'all know I'm all here for Nicki. I love Nicki Minaj. She ain't 40 Minaj. yet. Right. She we, just we skipping 35 for 40. Come on now. Yeah, she is at an age where all of this other bullshit shouldn't be a bother to her. And even though she's human, mm-hmm. you should be able to supersede the conflict that they're trying to put you against somebody else. Okay. So... Nikki, okay, this is the thing. Nikki came out with Chung Lee, and she came out with Barbie Tings, and I was like, okay, I'm in, I, I'm, I'm interested. I'm, I'm in there. I, I want to see. It's been a while. I appreciate Nick because, because Nikki is amongst one of the people I feel like should be respected. At the end of the day, she has done things that she's to me her status as a like female rapper all that is she's solidified. contributed she's yeah. contributed so i was interested to see where else it was going now i think with queen i listened to some of the songs and i do think that there has been you know there is an elevation in sound i do think that the production was a little bit more fine-tuned even some of the singing songs i don't mind and usually I'm not trying to hear Nikki sing. Vocally, they've done a lot of work to improve her yes. sound. And I do think evident. there was improvement made, but I do think that Nikki has this ear that she likes to stray on. Yeah. And I think that that's what... Because that's what... I feel like people get that out of her when she does features. When Nikki does features, it's somebody else create doing that sound. They somebody draw else the doing it and they draw exactly. Yeah. And I feel like with Nikki, you need somebody in there that's a little bit fresh that has a totally different creative idea in their head for you. But that's also who's but producing her. You she, giving whole ass niggas of the week award and I don't know what's going on, Nikki. <laughs> she right now know. she's in a position that a lot of people find themselves in when you rise to a certain level of stardom. Uh-huh. I think some would try to categorize her as a diva and they yeah. always cast you they, for years and years and years they always cast women in those roles that right. say if you know what you want and you speak boldly about how you want things done or how you see things then you get slapped with these labels and I, think, right. I do think they're trying to slap a label on her and brand her this diva which makes it difficult for her to create those relationships and partnerships mm-hmm. that help produce even better qualities of work right. now you're like Irene and Nikki you know Right. Yes. So, how do you feel about the Knicks' antics? 
I feel like they could be a bit more chill. Mm. She doesn't have to go so hard, but at the same time, there has been numerous attempts. Attempts at her head, yes. Yeah. But that's the game. Yes, like Wendell said, yes, it is a game. But at the same time, every yeah. to the game, yeah. I should everybody. I should everybody. Is but it at on the same debit time, or is it on credit? <laughs> in the music, I feel like she says what she has her responses. She said what mm-hmm. she says how she feels to everything. Um, as does everybody. Just like how when um, you know when Remy came out with you know See? that thing or whatever. <laughs> no, we ain't gonna call it that massacre. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> she it was like a Valentine massacre. <laughs> it was. It was bloody. You know. Everybody has their own style, and I feel like her style should still be respected and right. even just period respected because it's her own. Just like how now we have Cardi. Cardi's her own new person. But I think the industry also supports the tearing down of women in that capacity mm-hmm. because they feel like everybody can't eat. And we've said it again and again on our show right. that there's enough to go around for everybody that we can force the unity. Like, where can we get a great track where everybody's spitting a verse on it and they're giving it they all and it's something we can all relate to. But you have so much tension built because it's based around the capital and the money that they can gain. Mm-hmm. If I just capitalize and brand on all of this stuff, you can't even get a piece. You can't eat. Right. And I think that's going to mess both or all of those women up in that regard when it comes to getting their hands on the money. I love Remy Ma, too, but I felt like she took a hit by taking so many shots because you, you have your right. mission. You yeah, had right. stuff going for you. You didn't even have where to shoot did you in that go? direction because you had talent. And I was like, and like I said, Cardi B is an artist that I felt like I watched her grow as well. Like Nicki Minaj mm-hmm. is an artist. I felt like I watched her grow because we've been around since they came on the scene right. musically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And he's a New York artist, so we have, like, a strong appreciation for people coming up and telling their story and doing their thing. And I feel like they're both decent contributors at this time because both of them did it in different ways that shed light on a different part of the story in hip-hop. This is the thing. With Remy, I felt like you didn't get anything accomplished with doing it, even if people have this, within your industry, have this feeling about Nicki Minaj. Like, you still haven't had what charted, what has, you know, those things that, what has happened. So, I think it was just counteractive when you were just supposed to, you know, focus on doing your thing. And also with Cardi, I feel like she surpassed that and did that. Where she's like, you know what, I cannot really engage. She engages a little bit, but she's like, I cannot fully really engage because I really got to get this project out. And I really got to do what the fuck I got to do. And having that baby probably encouraged her to shut her mouth and get yeah. what the fuck she has to get done. And just done. keep stacking. And and keep, exactly. And keep stacking. And keep winning. But, you know, that's a very controversial you know, conversation that people have in terms of the music industry. Is it just about sales and numbers? Or is it about yeah. artistry? You have great I musical appreciate pieces both of work. Me. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, just like how I feel with Nikki, where it's like you can get in new people with a fresher sound. I feel like Remy should do the same thing as well. Remy, I think, does great on features. Too. I think all of them can use a hand and some change in terms of like 
their musical presentation. Like I yeah. said, I had to watch Cardi grow because it was like, woo, no, working liked, with them speech coaches. Like, that's how I, but I liked Cardi's to me, I think was the, the easiest transition where it's like, I even like pull up on me. That's a bop. Like, and that was like her old shit where she was, but you guys you know, see that was a bop. Who was behind her and what was exactly. into her to have that kind of project. Like, we spoke about this before, how I feel like being in the strip club did benefit because you got to meet different type of people. You literally got to network while shaking that ass yes. right. and she has stage presence and also and that too you gain stage presence I feel like with Nikki she's never had and she spoke about it she's like I never had support from anybody from New York I had to go all the way to fucking Louisiana for a nigga to fuck with me right. nobody was fucking with me and I feel like in the back of her head I feel like that's how she may always feel like I don't have the support some of these same bitches that come from here <laughs> like because we've even spoken with Cardi um, came out on the um, Cardi uh, what is it? <laughs> Patron St. Cardi podcast <laughs> episode. We spoke about how, you know, it was just a different push. I heard, I don't know if they just partnered with iHeartRadio for this. I heard the DJ spinning her shit. Queen, no, it wasn't. And I'm like, y'all have to really address that there is a difference. It, it really is. Like, and I don't know where that comes from. I think that's some internal ass shit. Her maybe busting off at DJ South was a part of that shit because she feels that way. That's part of what I feel like I said the thing about women in music and people also it turns in ageism. Yeah. You know, like we wanted a newer, younger, fresher, more popular model. Right. And to say that at least I do, you know, touch base on the fact that she is considered a Latina artist. Right. And they're like, can, this is also where things are going. And she could do the crossover. I, and you know, she could do the crossover that we're looking for to be an international artist. Mm-hmm. And that's something that although, you know, like Nikki's a Caribbean background. She she's, she's crossed over onto the pop sector. She's black in, presenting. Yeah, you know she's black saying? presenting, and that's what it comes down to. Cardi is too. That's the thing. Cardi is too black presenting, but she's also Spanish presenting, and that has its own benefits right. as well. So it's it's like how um speaking of that, like Takashi, like Takashi six nine. Um, that is a Brooklyn blood Creole nigga and. But he's definitely able to do that crossover because, well, he's a Mexican descent, I believe. Yes. And he's able to get into the reggaeton. He, I think he has that um, song, BB, <laughs> is out with some guy. The video is literally filled with a whole bunch of Spanish, <laughs> Spanish women, beautiful Spanish women, dancing and enjoying alcohol and partially getting touched on on the boobs. So, <laughs> Which is why I do like artists like Beyonce who's like, I, like, she's a, she's a person she's, who's very good at learning different languages mm-hmm. and being able to travel the world because she, right. like I said, Beyonce is doing it and she's getting on the Spanish Shakira pop culture charts. a long charts. time ago. Right. You know, getting on the Spanish pop culture charts, like, there's different ways to finesse and I think yes. Nikki can do it but it's going to take her reestablishing and maybe branching out to some other people. If Nikki needs to team up with Spice. Word. That I, would be such a bomb ass song. Yeah. Cause Spice murder song. The shit Ooh. with her and Tommy. I didn't even hear I'm it. Get it, I'm get it I'm get, that, that was, was a good track. Yeah. Like hearing it on the show, yeah, but I didn't listen to it in its entirety. I saw it on YouTube when I go into my YouTube music hole um holes and I was like, I, I appreciate Spice. So I clicked on it, mm-hmm. even though it's considered Tommy's song, but that's Spice song. But yeah, if Nikki just, you know, I think if she leans into her Caribbean roots, do more collaborations with um, different, you know, Caribbean artists, I think that would be a good look. Um, I wasn't really much of a fan of the song with her and Foxy. 
even though I, I feel like the beat just could have been a little bit better. But I do appreciate the combination. The combination was cool. I just feel like um, Foxy's verse was a bit like, I don't know, I got shuffled and muffled in my opinion. Like It wasn't Foxy's verse. It wasn't Foxy's yeah. verse. It was just dope hearing her on the track, and I think that's what it was about. Like, right. I can work with a female artist. Like, I can pay homage to somebody who's been in the game that I appreciate it and feel like I learned from. And right. I think that was nice to see, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this whole controversy with her and this album ties into Astroland, which I've been playing nonstop. I love Travis Scott, so... Yeah. How do you feel about Nicki in regards to her response mm-hmm. and his album sales doing so well and him doing so good in the charts because he also served merch. Like, he attached a brand mm-hmm. and sold the package to everyone and gave the passes out to buy his concert tickets that allowed for him to take a fair lead. Just like earlier, um, you gotta, you know, don't be mad at the game. You gotta play the game. And that's the game now. You bundling shit with merch. But the and game. she does, and she did that too. But it was just at a different time. He released it early and thought about that ahead of time. And she tried to do a rush order on that shit when the sales wasn't kicking in two or three days after. Like but she wanted it. No. And what, from what I heard, she had, it was originally planned, but they changed it at the last minute, like when around the time that she was dropping her album. So it just kind of like, I guess, not necessarily backfired, but it just blocked what she, what she had planned. It didn't really, it didn't work for her. Yeah, I look at it as number two. <sighs> I don't fault nobody for not wanting to be number two. If you want to be number one, that's the winning mindset that you should have. But you've been number one. You've had this. You've had. Let the babies. Let the babies. Sore loser. And I think like Travis Scott is a great artist. He's like a little rock star of our day. And I mean, I've enjoyed his music coming out over time. And it's just like Astro Land was appreciated. And let him get his moment. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, like, just respect. Yeah, I, I appreciate the album. I didn't like um, Rodeo. And that was, I believe, um, one of his first, like, projects. But I really love Birds in the Traps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That shit yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Astroland was just like... Because he's had a project in between um, that I wasn't... I was like, eh, it's okay. But um, I definitely appreciate Astroland. Because it's a good project. It's a great effort. Sicko Mode is, is epic. Yeah. It's stargazing. Stargazing yeah. is a good line. Mm-hmm. My shit is, um, what is it? I believe, what is this? Can't Stay? That's my shit. I just like the, and I love how it flows together. Yeah, it does flow It nice. does. And that's how I said it was a well-produced album. Yeah, he's an awesome producer. Um, I feel like, oh yeah, and Coffee Bean, that's the shit too. Coffee Bean is the shit. But um, I think he's an awesome producer. He followed Kanye, and I think he surpassed. I think it was dope, Kanye, you know. Honestly, we got to see Travis Scott at the damn tour last summer. Yeah, and you know, would you ever go back to see another Travis Scott concert? Hell fucking yeah! Hell <laughs> fucking yeah! Like I'm, I gotta check on those dates, like because I do want to see him again. That nigga was on um, 
what is it, a Pidgeotto. <laughs> I was like, I've never seen a nigga on a bird singing a song before. Word. I could appreciate a nigga on a bird with some auto tune singing. Oh, that's when Nikki called him auto tune man. I, I nearly died though. <laughs> I was like, bitch. I was like, what well, we not going to do is call this man auto tune man, but kudos to you. That was funny. She was She's very funny. I appreciate her. Oh, you don't want Stormy? How <laughs> bitch on the game? I'm like, girl, Queen, Queen Radio. Um, I love Queen Radio. Shout out to Queen have, Radio. Have you been tuned again? I listened to the first two. I just be going home and going to sleep. Because <laughs> I be at work getting ready to go by the time it's airing. So I'm just like, yeah. ready to go. Time to go. I'll yeah. catch this. It'll be there. Yeah, it will be. It, it will it's be. documented, and she needs to remember that. It, it will be there, and it's documented. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, girl, <laughs> some of the things you say, and I'm like, oh, no. But one thing, speaking of that, and a little bit of controversy, she had the whole, you know, the, your weave, your lace, all of that up in a bunch. <laughs> had everybody's weave noodles, noodles all fucked up. And pretty much fired her hairstylist, Kim Kimball, after the VMAs uh, and her look with the thin ponytails. <sighs> that was addressed by Tokyo Styles. Um, uh, unlicensed um, hairstylist, by yeah, the way. Yeah, the shade. But, you know, shout out to Arrogant Tay. I'm like, he's talented. He, he did is. scissors here, too. Oh, he did scissors? So yeah, it was so. this cute little lime green number. And oh, it's really okay, nice. yeah. And it's like, I, I appreciate a stylist who customizes it for like the person that they're doing it for right. because SZA I'm like she's more eclectic she got like the little simple you see the nice little fade out it's real natural looking but Nikki it's like all of the bundles finally and it looks like a Barbie like yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate that I'm like that shout out to everybody trying to get it on Instagram live your dreams <laughs> So, Travis Scott, he collaborated with a whole bunch of people. Like, I believe Amigos is on there. Um, Young Thug is on there. Um, Drake, again, we mentioned Sicko Mode. Drake is on there. And Drake was recently at the Garden, right? Yeah, he was with um, the, the, the three Amigos or me and the Amigos. And right? I heard it was a great show. Yeah, like, it, it was popular. spectacular. You yeah. know, a lot of people been going out in numbers to see that. We've gotten a chance to see Drake. Right. You know what I'm saying? We saw the Drake in the future tour. Right, we saw it for views. And I love views, so. And that's crazy because I really didn't want to, like, at first... I was like, I am not. I was like, I want to see Drake in concert, but not for fucking views. And then it became like my shit. And then by the time the concert was, I was like, yes, yes, with Aubrey. And I feel like he has a good, he knows that that's going to happen with people, I think. And that ties into this album. How do y'all think Scorpion was? You know, like in previous history when it comes to Drake albums, sometimes like certain songs kick off and they set real quick and certain uh-huh. things take a little while to settle in when it comes to Drake. Yeah. I think all in one shot, you may not be able to digest the full, like this is a 25 track album. It's a lot of uh-huh. music content out there. Um, but it's good. Some of it can be a little repetitive in sound. We got to admit that Drake does have a history of repeating some of that flow but I think he's also very creative with some of the bang out tracks that come off the album like I really loved um you know I really love well, the Kiki. album oh. <laughs> well we gonna get into Kiki cause Kiki is I just feel like no, how do you feel Kiki about Kiki down the street I wish everybody would stop playing it at this point <laughs> 
I love that song. I think it was a good song. I was like, you know myself, nice for what? Like, seriously, like, I think it was a real dope anthem and a a nice honor to the ladies. And it was just real cool. I love the visuals to the video. I looked at, okay. It was a lot of songs. So I feel like it was something for everybody. I guess that's the goal of throwing a whole bunch of songs out there anyway. So I didn't appreciate when Drake was on his emo shit in the beginning of the album but the b-side when i heard in my feelings i was like this is my song this is my jam i didn't care if shiggy came up with a dance to it i didn't care if anybody else liked this song i was like this shit is amazing the production is awesome genius um i recently um watched the genius video um where the producer track money didn't he? <laughs> that nigga he discussed how he made it so pretty much the song was sent just with Drake's um, vocals over it and the song was hella slow and it makes sense because B side of the shit is slow and I was like oh that nigga was trying to be slow throughout oh fuck no thank god you came and produced it <laughs> the fuck out of it actually <laughs> then he's like he um, then just pretty much was like I listened to the lyrics I sped up the song, and I was like, this song that I did, um, which is jazz, was, was with um, Shorty Magnolia, well, I mean, or Magnolia Shorty, um, pretty much was with um, over a sample with Jasmine Sullivan and um, Jadakiss, the smoking gun song. Like, you're the only one I love. And never So pretty much that was the bounce song that he used, and then he sampled her shit, and that's how we got. I got a new like that's how I got you. The only one I love, and he's like he matched it up with that because that's what Drake says after Kiki, do you love me? Yeah, for the Put bounce sample music. and yeah. it's just like it's a great fusion of just sound. I always think that bounce music since it has essence, you know, since Louisiana is pretty much known for jazz and is sound bounce comes out of that as well with the instrumentation and then they just combined it with you know the pretty much the um hate to it's like the most known beat i feel like um in bounce music y'all know the shit i I forgot the name of it i feel like drake is a really inclusive artist he has to be he's from canada <laughs> and that's and we, like we said we speak into that we saw the diversity that was yeah. out there and, right. and it kind of comes through in his music you could tell he was that light skinned nigga that was chilling with up in everybody the, I was about to say up in a little bit of everything oh, like right. I was like nigga you went to a few little white parties you went to a few little black parties you went to a few little bashments Drake was at Juve like <laughs> it's like he but it does it is very representative of Toronto actually like the fusion of culture it makes sense when we went there it really did but overall the album i think was it was cool um he had a whole bunch of controversy going around it with um pusha t but that has subsided because of kiki and niggas like dancing at the end of the day so drake still wins (laughs) at the end of the day but i mean i guess i basically felt the same way it was it was cool. It was okay. Um, it just sounded like regular old Drake to me. So I guess I wanted maybe a little bit more of a sound. But at the same time, I can't say I actually sat down and really, really got into it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, um, I like to listen to my stuff sometimes on shuffle. So I guess I didn't really get the big picture and, and listening to it like straight through. Mm-hmm. So, but still, like I said, I, the majority that I did here, it was just regular, regular old Drake. 
was. You don't feel like there was any growth in the music. It was still, and I do feel like it's it was kind of like Drake at a at his level. I don't think it was shooting over where he's been yeah. in the past, but I think it was just like it was a well made album. Yeah. You can get away with this until you produce you that can next get away banger, with banger, banger, banger album. Right. You can get away with this. Yeah, and you I feel this, and, and I feel like he got very lucky with in my feelings being as big as it was. And that's all you need is a good breakout track to boost the album sales, and that was. Yeah, I like Blue Tint though. Um, that's that's a bop with yeah. Future the Fuck Boy. Um, that's how you feel with the Nikki, you know, sample. Yeah, that's how you feel. That's epic. Um, you know, he has a few bops on there. I like nonstop. I like mob ties. Yeah, I like mob ties. But who you guys are, you know, there's gonna. I'm looking forward to new projects also since we're going into a new season. You know, we wrapping up the summer. People like to own the summer typically when it comes to music. But I feel like people are gonna come out with you know some dope shit. Um, I believe that. Um, I believe Cole is coming out with some dope shit. Yes. And it seems like Gambino is trying to get back into it. I thought that he, you know, he put out a statement earlier in the year, like, music, you know, is done because that nigga is in Star Wars and shit, like, and doing, you know, movie shit. Who's it, Cole? No. Childish Gambino. Gambino. Oh, you said said Cole. No, I was saying that. Donald. Oh. Yeah, so um, pretty much... Donald Glover, he just dropped um, a video for um, Summer, his song, right? Feels like Summer. Feels like Summer. So, in the video, it's a lot of different controversy, I guess, and to say um, what's going on in hip-hop. A lot of people say that they felt it was him speaking out, out and really, I guess, letting us see how it is. And the industry behind, you know, like the lights, cameras, and action from what we don't see. Um, I, you know, a lot of people interpreted it however they, however they felt. Um, I know, I guess when I'm, what attracted it, attracted me to it was the Nikki and Travis Scott um, aspect of it, where they were playing like build the blocks, and I guess Nikki had <laughs> gotten to the top, and then. Travis pulled the block from the bottom, and then, as you know, it would all just fall down. An interpret, an inter, an interpretation that I read, and I kind of guess I felt on it was saying that Nikki's hard work was basically all taken from Travis, in the sense of she really did. I feel like stepped it up in a in a whole. In a sense of how she and the sound she was giving before, even though it is the same, when it comes to the bars and more staying to the hip hop side, I feel like she really stuck to it. She didn't really stray too far. Everybody to be a crossover artist, everybody has to have their little like "I love you," "I'm miss you," "I'm breaking down" mm-hmm. songs. You feel what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, it was just a I feel like a well-rounded album. As for Travis Scott, yes, that is a dope ass album like it's cause he's his own person you know what I'm saying he is Travis Scott he does his whole rock star thing that he does at the end of the day and not everybody wants I guess the Barbie and that's cool like everybody is gonna just flock to what they wanna listen to you know it's just a well I think the video also speaks on how temperamental it is you see it's like a mix of artists like Drake he's literally running looking like he's trying to play catch up um that's what I interpreted that as also, you have, like, you see Little Yachty in there. Um, 
they're like playing around. I believe the Migos, they're playing around. It's like a mix of people doing average shit. <laughs> Jaden Smith, he popped up in there with the Batman outfit. So I think it's like mixing, you know, just different cultural references in relation to um, artists. But I guess he put them all on the block one is summertime so everybody should be out but I guess also just to you know speak upon how um, this is where I would say he put them all out there because he's like I exist in this industry with these people that I know as people doing everyday shit and really trying to you know better their lives in their situation like humanize them a bit I just right. feel it was and, also like a visual representation mm-hmm. of people in numbers he's like these are also people who look like everyday like people like us mm-hmm. and they're out here and they went they did their dreams and life is still life things happen and they're moving forward you know I think it was just a, another way for him to show like on, on a day to day basis like you said the humanisms behind people mm-hmm. and that everything that what we think it is isn't exactly how it is yeah right. like Will Smith wash, washing a car like, I don't think I'll ever in my head picture Will Smith washing a car. Like, that nigga's rich. He could, like, buy another car if it gets dirty. <laughs> so it's like, you know, I think for him, because he's in a particular point, because he's just walking through observing the shit. And I feel like that's how kind of how his character Earn is um, in relation to, like, even some themes in Atlanta, like, tie into, like, for the, like for example, the episode where um, Paperboy was in the woods. How they was like, oh, you pay with boys, you did that and third. And it's like, maybe you should have paid for like the Uber. I'm sure you got the buddy to do it, but you wanted to just be an average old nigga walking mm-hmm. in the hood and you don't think that you're going to get caught out here mm-hmm. or whatever. Just, you know, just like you were saying, things happen. You know, they're all human. But at the end of it, when he was all bruised and bloody, the dude, all he wanted to do was take a picture with him because he just saw a paperboard star. So I look at it like he, I guess he tried to project onto us that these are people <laughs> and at the end of the day all these artists I guess just wanted to see them in the human state I mean specifically when you look at Kanye and how he was depicted oh. and you saw Michelle Obama giving him a hug I think that was shout out to black twitter because <laughs> the whole time everybody was like Kanye just needs a hug from a black woman like, <laughs> like he need a hug and for Michelle Obama to be like the black woman yeah that would be the one that should hug Kanye, especially in relation to his political statements, and Kanye now apologizing for him. You know, I like the Kanye shot of like Beyonce, <laughs> and it's like, this is like, I think he was trying to show like we have some real celebrities who are out here trying to show something and make a name and like really get people involved and talk about stuff. And he was trying to show you got people like chilling, just like trying to live their everyday life. Then you have celebrities who are dealing with things. Like I said, it was just a realistic portrayal in some ways that it's hard for some people to grapple with yeah we just like pretty much briefly observed this so i'm sure you know there'll be some more interpretations that come out but but it was really dope caricatures it was yeah like you saw i believe people what yeah that was on the bike (laughs) i mean on the bike she was on the skateboard um there was what was that Janelle Monae in the back, perhaps? Yeah, I think it was Janelle Monae in the back. We said we saw Gucci with the ice cream cone. Yeah, you saw Drizzy on the run. Yeah, it was a lot of cameos, you would say. Mm-hmm. Migos. Everybody was out there. And like I said, they said he had Outkast in the video, too. Like, mm-hmm. So he had to do a nice little piece. Yeah, but 
I'm happy to see um, more projects come about and more things come into fruition for different, you know, artists. Um, I can't wait to keep seeing how Childish Gambino's career grows because he's so oh, yeah. talented and yeah. I really love, like, a lot of the work that he's been putting out. Mm-hmm. I do. That's why I was surprised he um, put this song out because... I was like, oh, he's going to leave this behind. I guess I could just consume him however way he chooses. So <laughs> I was just going to be content with whatever the fuck I got. So getting another little song, I was like, okay, we going to get another thing? <laughs> Maybe? I don't know, but we'll see. Okay, guys. So I believe that wraps up our show. Um, it was definitely good talking with you guys as always. And, of course, you know, give us our, your feedback on some of the things that we touched upon. Hope you enjoyed our summer wrap-up and the conversations we had tonight. Um, leave us feedback on all of our social media. Yes, you can uh, go and visit us at Brown Girl Chronicles Pod on Instagram, BGC Pod on Twitter, and you can also just search us on Facebook. We out here. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. Catch you later. All right, guys. Bye. You can check us out wherever you find your podcast. Please leave a review on iTunes and SoundCloud if you like the show. If you would like to hear more from us, please visit BGCPod.com. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook at BGCPod. And on Instagram at Brown Girl Chronicles Pod. If you would like to email us, our email is BRWNGirlChronicles at gmail.com. And, and thanks, thanks again, again for tuning in. in.